You're listening to Living Free and Fulfilled. I'm Katie Bach, your host, a Gemini, yogi, intuitive spiritual guide who believes in the magic and the power, the wisdom that lives inside of you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am on a mission to empower you to create a life that feels good for you, a life where you can live it your way. Tune in each week to hear from me, to meet new people as they are interviewed, as we share together tips, tools, practices, experiences that have guided us to create a life that feels good so that we can support you on your journey to live a life aligned with your soul as you plug back into yourself rediscover your power, your inner wisdom, and the magic that truly flows throughout you. Are you ready to live free and fulfilled? A new episode starts now. Hey there, listener. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here with Michelle Thomas, and we are going to talk about why the goal of having it all is blocking you from joy and fulfillment. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you for being here. Can you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Absolutely. So I'm Michelle Thomas, and uh, I am I like to call myself an energy alchemist. And what that really means is I am a energy healer, uh, medical intuitive, intuitive, as well as a transformational coach. And Um, I love uh, helping women to really achieve their best and most authentic life through healing their mind, body, and spirit. Um, And so I'm really happy to be here and part of your podcast. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And I'm so excited for the conversation we're going to have today because uh, before we, you know, hit record, Michelle and I were chatting and we came up with this, you know, we, we thought it was really important to discuss you know, why the goal of having it all really blocks us from joy and fulfillment, because I know personally, I've experienced that trying to do it all and have it all and make it all come into this kind of box. And it really kind of blocks you from doing the things that really light you up, right, that really fulfill you and bring you joy. And so I'm super excited to have this conversation with Michelle and listener, I'm super excited that you are here to be a part of this conversation with us. So let's just dive right into it. Michelle, let's start off, share what your thoughts are around this. You know, first of all, I think that society has placed an overwhelming amount of pressure, especially on women, um, in order to sort of try and achieve everything, right? Whether that be your stay-at-home mom, your uh, work out of the home mom, whether you're not a mom at all, whatever it is, like, there's so much pressure to be able to achieve everything and to be able to do it all. So it's, it's, it's this, we often are called, it's like this women are like super moms. Oh, they can go and they can do all the things and then they come home and they make dinner and they do all these things, but ultimately they're burnt out at the end of the day. And whoever said you could have it all, it's a myth. Like, because who cares what society thinks it all is. It's really about what do you want in your life and how do you then go and achieve that? Because society's version of it all is a complete myth, a fallacy, and it's leading to overwhelm and uh, stress and burnout and women are tired and a little fed up, to be quite honest. (laughs) 
I would have to agree with that being fed up. And I think it's, you know, if you're a mother or if you're not, you know, you could be a wife, you could be just a woman out in the world. There's this kind of superhuman status placed on, you know, you have to have it all and be it all. And um, it's really just not about what society or what the world says it all is. It's really about, like Michelle said, what it is for you. You know, like there are these stereotypes and these boxes that relationships are put in, marriages are put in, friendships are put in, motherhood is put in, you know, work life is put in, all these kind of stereotypes of what is right and what is wrong. And the truth is most of us don't fit in those boxes. And, and like what my relationship looks like, you know, with my husband is different than what your relationship looks like with your husband or your partner. And that's okay. Um, And actually, this is coming through for me right now. If you ever see um, Sex in the City, the movie where Carrie and Big get married, and Carrie kind of struggles with their relationship because it doesn't fit in this ideal box of what a relationship should be like. But ultimately, she comes down to this, like, this is what our relationship is and I'm happy in it and it doesn't matter because we don't have to have it all in this relationship if we're happy. And that really goes to everything in life. Yes. And, and you know, I think too, that a lot of times we don't even sit for a moment and figure out what it is that we really want. And, and our parents or my parents, uh, you're slightly younger than me, but Ultimately, our parents grew up in a time where it was like, okay, well, we want the best for our family, right? We're, it's, the, it's the generation that came after the depression. And they're like, okay, well, now we can buy things. And so success in the generation previous was about stuff. I can buy a house. I have a car. I have a TV, right? I mean, these are things that were big purchases to people. And it was like, keeping up with the Joneses was a little, it was all about like, I want to make sure I have that white picket fence and that my family looks perfect. And then now I feel like the paradigm is shifting and that our generation and the generations in the millennials and the Gen Z's and those people, um, it's more about like how they define success. Is it freedom of being able to travel? Is it education? Um, What does success mean for them? And that's their they can redefine what having it all means instead of sort of thinking it's, I have to have this stuff and I have to keep up with my neighbor in order for me to feel successful. And I feel like that generation is doing a better job than maybe my generation is. (laughs) I'm Gen X, by the way. (laughs) Well, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's really about kind of waking up. Like you said, the generations that were kind of before us, they came from these big traumatic experiences, the depression, you know, and if you could buy a house and you could buy food, like you, it was stuff because that proved that you, you held this wealth, right? You could do these things. And really it became about creating comfort and safety with stuff instead of creating comfort and safety within yourself. Yes, exactly. Well, very succinct. Exactly. That is, I feel like when you, and I like to call it my midlife awakening, right? Because there's a point in time that I feel like you come to a point where you go, I want more out of this life than what I thought 
I should want. You grow up sort of thinking, I should want all these things. I should behave a certain way. I should. There's all these shoulds that are placed upon you. And when you sort of finally get to a point where you're like, I am not shoulding myself anymore. I'm going to do whatever the heck I want that pleases me, that makes, that brings me joy and fulfillment, not what Sally Sue out in my neighborhood says that I should want. I think that's very freeing, but you have to get to the point of healing some of the beliefs and the trauma maybe that you come from in order to understand that that's okay to want. Absolutely. And I love how you brought up, you've got to heal some of the beliefs and trauma because those beliefs really feed into this idea of having it all. And um, I recently just wrote a chapter in a book called Untangled No More. And I wrote about the belief of that I had of not being worthy. And anybody that's listened to me for a while knows like, that's my biggest thing is the, the belief that I'm not worthy, that I'm not enough. And, and the societal ideal, the conventional ideal of motherhood, of having it all in motherhood is being a mother and being there for your kids and doing it all for your kids and all these things. And so when I became a mother to embrace that was very easy. Because I already believed I wasn't worthy. I already believed I wasn't enough. And so I was just trying to prove and prove and prove through being a mother that I was enough and do all the things. And yet I was so unhappy. That's a high performance headache, I like to yes. call it. It's, you're, you're working at trying to achieve this optimum piece of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. This, and, and so you end up working harder than you need to for something that doesn't actually bring you any joy or fulfillment. Not that motherhood doesn't bring you joy and fulfillment, but the way we feel about it. Because unworthiness is a huge wound that so many of us walk around with, even if we don't want to like talk about it. Absolutely. Um, right? Yeah. Um, but, but when you can start really reflecting on that and going, okay, wait a second, who told me that I wasn't worth, like, where did this come from? And I work a lot with people who, getting to the root of where that comes from. And I know you do too, right? It's, it's okay. Well, where is that stemming from? And how do we heal that? How do we move forward so that we can actually live this beautiful and amazing life that we're gifted? Absolutely. And, and it's all about, so really what we're kind of getting down to here and why the goal of having it all blocks your joy and fulfillment is that most of the time when we think of having it all, we're looking outside of ourselves of what having it all means. We're looking at the outside dream, the outside world, and we're allowing that to kind of control our choices, our moves, our steps, our actions. Yes. And it's not aligning with our soul. And so we're not feeling the joy and we're not feeling the fulfillment. You know, like I wanted to be a mother my whole life. I knew I wanted to be a mom when I was like a young girl. Mm-hmm. And I still am grateful to be a mother. I, I love being a mother. and my kids get on my nerves, you know? And, and sometimes I have to be like, look, I need five minutes, go to your room, give me space. And for a long time, I felt bad because I'm like, oh, I'm damaging my children, right? I'm not being there for them. But in reality, when I do that, I'm teaching them to create boundaries. I'm teaching them it's okay to ask for space. Yeah. I'm teaching them that I matter, that women matter. I mean, I've got three boys. So like the world, you know, in 
men and boys and all that, like I'm teaching them that women matter, that it's you know important to take care of yourself. Yes. And so I had to really become aware of what having it all meant to me mm-hmm. and what boxes I was standing in to kind of shift out of that. Like, it's not about having it all. It's about what is it that you desire in this moment? What's important to you? And so often, and, and, I, and I, as women, because I can only speak from my experience, right, is that we put everyone else's needs ahead of our own very often, right? Slightly over generalization, but in general, we put everyone else's needs above our own. We put our success, our whatever our title is, we put all these things ahead of our actual self-care. And so suddenly when we choose to take care of ourselves, whether that be setting really good, clear boundaries or just saying, I need a, I need a massage or I need a break. I'm going to go for a walk by myself because I've been inundated with children or with whatever throughout the day. I just need a minute. Um, And then suddenly people are like, what do you mean? Like, that's selfish. (sighs) You're going to take time for yourself. Well, but yeah, if you think about it, like how many times do men, like they go, they go off and they're like going to the gym. Does anybody question and calls them selfish for taking some time to go to the gym? Not really. Right. But yet if a woman's like, I need a minute, I'm going to go for a walk. And they're like, all affront and affected by it. And that it's just this double standard that we live in. And, it, and I love that we're finally at a place where so many of us are going no more no more. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I agree because we all want to have it all. Yeah. Whatever that means for you. Right. But we all want to have it all. And sometimes that means, you know, taking a walk. Sometimes that means creating space for yourself. Right. But really, if we get down to the essence of what having it all means, it means you want to feel that joy. You want to feel that fulfillment. You want to feel like you're living your purpose. You're, you know, in this life and you're, you're living life. You're, you don't want to feel boxed in, right? But what yes, we yes. get caught up in so much is that having it all, it, we're looking at it outside, right? We're not looking yes. at ourselves. So, it's an external view versus an internal view of assuming I should want what everybody else wants when you should want what it is that you desire whatever that success means for you personally not what sally sue down the street thinks absolutely to you but the more that you come from that space the more joy and fulfillment you actually start feeling and then the more passion that comes out and then the more inspiration comes and it's just like i it's i wanted to say a vicious circle but it's not it's an amazing circle of energy when you start living with your light and you start living your purpose and you're finding your joy because it actually radiates out into your relationships, into the work that you do, into the people that you touch. And it, it's this cascading drip of water into an ocean that just expands. And I'm getting a little high, high, high up woo woo, but it, it really matters when you start living your, your life with purpose and joy and fulfillment. We can get as woo-woo as you want. I'm all for it. I'm here with it. I'm, I'm good with it. And, um, you know, we're talking about this, having it all and feeling joy and fulfillment. And for the past two years, I, um, 
you know, 2020 hit, I closed the physical studio doors. I was like, okay, I'm going to go all online because for years I was like, I just want to be online. I want to have the business online so I can be a mother. I can be home with the kids and I can be available all the time. And I haven't really been able to financially create stability. And so I took a job in the beginning of this year and that wasn't really serving me. It was really draining me. I, I, you know, ended up quitting and that was a very massive healing experience when I did that because uh, I totally chose myself in that moment. And then the opportunity to kind of waitress a couple nights a week came up and I was in this space of, okay, but I want to have it all. And that doesn't look like waitressing. Like that feels like a backward step. That's what I did. Like in my twenties, you know, and, but it came up and it was, you know, easy. Like the universe was throwing it at me. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a go. And I was so anxious about it. Like so anxious about it where when I went to the interview, I couldn't even like look at the person in the eyes, which is so not like me. I'm like, I'll stare you down. Like I'm (laughs) such an like look into your eye type person. Um, but I was so anxious. Like I couldn't, I was all over the place. And um, anyway, I started waitressing and actually it brings me joy because I get to be out in the world and I get to talk to people and have conversations with people. And I'm a Gemini. So like communication is a big part of who I am. And so this thing that I was so anxious about because it didn't fit into, and I'm using quotation marks here, fit into that box of having it all, Mm -hmm. it felt like this backward step because you know, it wasn't kind of outlined in society, like as, you know, a a step to do, it's actually bringing me joy Mm -hmm. while bringing that financial stability. So it's kind of bringing this new perspective of what having it all looks like. Yes. And here's the thing I used, I waitressed in, I loved it to be honest. And, and back in the day I was like, shoot, I'm good at this. If I could make as much money as I'm hoping to make in this lifetime doing it great. Right. Right. But and, and, and I'm also a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's, it's powerful though, when you make that choice, when you choose to do what feels good to you and the universe handed it to you on a platter. And that's the beauty too, is because um, I just recently was let go from my job and, and, but it, I see it as a gift, uh, you know, and, and I see it as a gift. Uh, and it's funny because I, I have a gratitude journal that I write in every single day. And the day after, or like the day after I found out that I was being laid off, my whole gratitude journal was like, thank you for this new opportunity. Like I get to go and do all these things that I've had on my list that I haven't been able to do because of blah, 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 blah. And I see it truly as a opportunity, right? But it also means that I have to shift a big perspective of, of who I am. I've, I've always worked in the corporate world. And now I'm like, and I've been doing this business for a long time. But now I get to dedicate it full time and I'm super excited and grateful for this opportunity. Um, and so I just, it just really just depends on, again, what you want out of life. And sometimes the universe hands it to you in these amazing ways that may feel like a step back, but ultimately it's like, if it brings you joy and fulfillment, it's probably the right direction. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, I mean, we get hung up because we get in that space of should, like you said, we we're shooting on ourselves. Like, well, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't be in this spot at this point in my life. I should be here. And 
you know, like that whole conventional ideal of motherhood came in when I was like anxious about taking this job, right? Okay, well, that means I'm going to be away later in the night. That means I might miss a soccer practice or a baseball practice. And so it's kind of like just really for me, breaking away from this goal or this ideal of having it all has really been about becoming aware of how things feel in my body. Because sometimes your mind is just in that kind of sabotage space where Mm -hmm. everything that's coming through in your thoughts is you're sabotaging and you're in that like, well, this feels uncomfortable. This doesn't feel right. Like, and so you start sabotaging yourself. And if you get into your body, when you start to look at these things of like, what does having it all mean? And what does it mean for you? And what is an outside dream versus your inside dream? And how does this feel in your body? Then you start to really understand like, well, this actually feels good for me. Mm -hmm. And then you can, you can unblock that joy and fulfillment and let it flow back in. Yes. I I like to call it kind of the uh, self-imposed ceiling, right? We put the ceiling up and, and granted there's plenty of ceilings that women have to face all the time as it is, but then we put our own in and we sabotage ourselves by saying, well, um, whatever it is, whether we're afraid to ask for help, we're afraid to um, delegate, we're, there's all these things that we throw in our own way, keeping us from actually like living a more fulfilling life um, because we have these fears of, well, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to put anybody out. I don't want, and, and we, ugh, these beliefs that you really have to unravel to bring in more joy because your brain, your ego will sabotage you all day long all day long. But when you can sit in your body and in that energy and feel it. And again, you do with your yoga practice and and as an energy healer and a medical intuition, like I see it, I feel it. I understand where it is in your body. And I'm like, oof, yeah, you need to really unravel that because it's causing major problems in your body too. Because when we hold all these things against ourselves and we start feeling crappy about ourselves or we're unhappy in our life, it creates a disease in your body. I'm not going to go down that route, but it creates major like dis-ease in your body. Don't do that. The more joy, the more fulfillment that you find in your life and you actually go for it, that is where you find peace. And that is where your actual physical body will start to begin to feel even better. Absolutely. Everything that we hold on to, if it's, it's emotional, if it's mental and um, mental if it's yeah. energetic it affects us in the physical body it affects your yes. energy it affects everything everything is working together and interwoven yes 100% so really what michelle and i are kind of saying today is that it's the goal of having it all in terms of society or the outside world that is blocking your joy and fulfillment it is trying to do it all trying to be that superhuman trying to be perfect that is blocking your joy and fulfillment. I heard that. That was like, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, because perfectionism is an inner child wound. It is you trying to achieve some, it's a, con, it's conditional love that you've been brought up trying to achieve something, someone's love, someone's appreciation, someone's approval, and it grows into your adulthood. And, um, and it really, that perfectionism blocks so much energy. And it wastes so much time in your life um, 
because of this feeling. And when you, you, that's a big one that you need to unravel. Sorry, I interrupted you a little bit, but perfectionism is a big wound. It's a big one that when you can unravel it, it, um, it opens you wide up for so much more. Oh, I can 100% attest to that. I am a recovering perfectionist and I still am unraveling it. It is one that unravels constantly that you bring awareness to. And so when you're trying to do it all, have it all be perfect, you know, fit into all these boxes, you're actually blocking your own essence. Yes. And that's really kind of what we're getting down to here and asking you to step out of this goal of, of having it all, of having the white picket fence and the big house and, you know, this and that and whatever the outside dream is and get into the essence of what is your inner dream? What do you really want? What is really serving you? And part of that too, you know, like the goal of having it all, when we break it down, we are humans and we have two innate things we need as humans. We need to connect and belong because that's for survival and we need to expand and grow and create man, woman, doesn't matter. matter. We all need to belong and connect and we all need to expand, grow and create. And a lot of times these two things, butt heads with each other, because when we are expanding and creating, we sometimes feel like it doesn't fit into the box, the belonging, the connection piece. And so when, when we talk about having it all, we get stuck in this outside dream because we want to belong. We want to connect. And really your soul is trying to expand. You are trying to expand, right? And that's why your joy and your fulfillment gets blocked because you need both of those things. And I like to say too, is that you also have uh, a limited amount of time and energy every single day to accomplish what you want. Um, It is a finite resource. And if, and you get to choose how you spend it. And if you give that power, that energy, those choices away, you're limiting and blocking yourself. That's where those good boundaries come into play. But like, but knowing and understanding like that you own your choices, nobody else does. That's where that power lies. And that's where you can start expanding and growing into what it is that you really truly desire and what your divine essence actually is made up of. I love that. I love that we're talking about this. (laughs) Um, So Michelle, do you have any tips or tools you would like to share with the listener about kind of stepping out of this goal of having it all and getting into the essence of who you are? Sure. You know, I think one of the big things is um, I, I love either journaling or automatic writing. There's a little bit of a difference between the two, but when you can really figure out what it is that you desire, and if you don't know, And like, if you're living in, I don't know land, I don't know what I really want. Okay. Guess what? The universe can't bring that to you. Um, But also when you can figure it out and if you feel stuck, try automatic writing, which is basically stream of conscious writing. Um, And if you Google it, I have a whole thing on my website and and anyways, but automatic writing is stream of consciousness. And basically you tune into your subconscious or your guides or your angels or whatever belief maybe you have but it actually opens you up to this wisdom that lives within you. And you can actually like map out so much and you can receive so much information by just opening up and channeling wisdom that lives within you. And that's where you can sort of really find, okay, this is what I want in my life. And oh my God, I didn't even know this. 
it's very eye-opening if you try this experience of automatic writing um, because, and then you can start clearing and healing it. You can go, oh my God, why am I believing this? This is BS. This is not something that I even subscribe to, but my subconscious does. And again, we could get into a whole nother podcast between the, the <laughs> ego mind and the subconscious and all that. Um, but really, once you understand what it is that you actually want and what the root of your beliefs and what the root of the baggage or the trauma that you're carrying with you, then you can start unraveling it because awareness, you have to be aware in order to heal, in order to clear. You need to understand what it actually is that you're trying to fix. Absolutely. And I just want to say, I don't believe in fixing things. I believe in awareness, <laughs> acceptance, and then making the choice to create a shift. Yes. Um, and I said, fix thinking of like a car. Like if you don't know what's wrong with the car, you can't fix it. So it, but yes, absolutely. Yes. It's not so much about fixing. It's about awareness actually. And then you can sort of create a new story or belief around it. Absolutely. I agree. So listener, this is your action step to try automatic writing. And I will link in the show notes to Michelle's website where she kind of tells you what automatic writing is and outlines how you can do that. Michelle actually introduced me to automatic writing like about a year, year and a half ago. And um, it can be a really, really powerful practice and a great way to become aware of not only what your inner dream is, but to become aware of the subconscious conversations happening behind the consciousness that you're living in. And so it can be such a powerful practice. So that is your action step. And when you do that, Jump on Facebook or Instagram, and if you're feeling up to it, tag Michelle and I in a story or a post, letting us know how you're feeling about automatic writing, letting us know that you've tried this, that you're jumping into this, and you're ready to kind of get into the essence of who you are and step out of this, like, quotation marks here, having it all, and instead having the joy and fulfillment that you desire in your life. So. Thank you, Michelle, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved being a part of this conversation um, and appreciate having the opportunity to, to be here and sit with you and, and have a nice chat. So thank you. Absolutely. I am grateful for our conversation. I think it's an important conversation that we're having. And I will also drop in the show notes how you can find Michelle on social media to connect with her further. And um, listener, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. I would love to read a review from you, get some feedback. Let me know how you're feeling about the podcast. And as always, if you have any questions, reach out to us. We are always here to support you. All right. Lots of love and gratitude. I will meet you back here next week.